Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, great to be back with you for another weekend of the Frontier Freedom Hour. My name's Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation here, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. You know, every year, the Centennial Institute hosts the Western Conservative Summit. It's one of the largest gatherings of conservatives in the Western United States, held right here in Denver, Colorado. About 1,500 conservatives gathered to hear from nearly 50 nationally renowned conservative leaders. We get them out of Washington, D.C. We get them all the way over here to Denver, Colorado. We get to talk about Western issues. We get to highlight national conservative issues. It really is a wonderful gathering. Well, this year, we had the great honor to be able to host Tina Deskovich, the co-founder of Moms for Liberty. Now, you have probably heard of Moms for Liberty. They're very active these days. They're out there at those school board meetings fighting against this kind of progressive, woke agenda that seeks to infiltrate our schools all over the country. They're standing up for parental rights and school choice. And we thought it was perfect to be able to host them at this year's summit. So this is Tina Deskovich at the 2023 Western Conservative Summit. So we have the federal government on us, we've got the media after us, and now this week we have nonprofit organizations like Southern Poverty Law Center identifying us as hate groups. Again, why? These people are not threatening. It's a couple reasons. One, Moms for Liberty and the parents' right movement as a whole are upsetting the balance of power in education across America, but also we're upsetting the balance of power in America. It's wild to think about, I know. It's a bold statement to stay, but we're watching it happen every day. So we're upsetting the balance of power, but we're also exposing this, failure of public education in America. Right now in America, we are in a crisis of public education and education as a whole. Two-thirds of American fourth graders cannot read on grade level. We have the lowest reading scores since the 1980s and the lowest math scores since they've been tracking it in the United States of America. What does this mean for the future of our country? Moms for Liberty and the Parents' Rights Movement have been exposing this. And who's been, who's accountable? Like, who's been overseeing public education for the last several decades? Who's had that stronghold? Teachers unions, bingo. They have billions of dollars. They have been working for decades to get their own members elected to school boards. They have been in control of all of policies, all of curriculum, everything in public education for decades. And what's been the conservative answer to these problems? School choice. How's that working out for us so far? I love school choice. I took advantage of it a couple of years ago. My son's back in public school, but he was in private school because that's what was fitting for him for a couple of years. We as an organization support a parent's right to direct their education of their children at all times. Homeschool, private school, charter, public school, hybrid. Do what you need to do for your child. But we've been doing that for a couple decades now. And 75 to 85% of American children are still in public education. Are we going to leave them behind? 
Are we going to let our youngest learners in America truly believe that at five years old, they can decide if they want to be a boy or a girl, neither or both, or change their mind from day to day? Are we going to let them learn for 12 years that America is a horrible place, that it's racist, that it's sexist, that it's homophobic, that it's not going to allow you to succeed? We can't do that. Get your kids out if you need to. Homeschool them if you need to, but you have to get back in this fight. So, now that I've shown you the dismal plan of what's going on, the attacks we're under and what's happening, I'm going to show you a little bit about hope. This is Robin Seaman. She was one of our first chapter chairs. She launched a chapter in Williamson County, Tennessee. She is a mom of three. Uh, she stays home with them right now. They're adorable. They're three little girls. But one of the neatest things about Robin is she's a former B-1 bomber pilot uh, for the United States Air Force. She's a great lady. So imagine, imagine her personality traits. Within the first three months of being a chapter, she had that chapter put a thousand hours into evaluating every line of reading curriculum from K through five in that school district. They did what you call a red team. She had spreadsheets all around a conference room. They logged every line of concerns. And they, what they saw with some little nuanced things that probably aren't that big of a deal, when you saw it laid out what they were teaching kids in kindergarten, built on what they were going to learn in first grade, second grade, and when you saw the real picture of what was happening, it was not good. And actually, it violated Tennessee's law to not teach critical race theory. So Robin and her chapter members uh, brought it to the school district. They spoke out publicly to the school district, and the school district did nothing. Nobody should be surprised. So they filed with the state a complaint because it filed state law. And the state law said, or the state said, um, probably violates it, but you were like 10 days late in filing for last year, so we're going to throw this out. So Robin, being the warrior that she is, now has a lawsuit against the school district. She will not stop. This is January Little John, a mom in Florida. January is a licensed mental health counselor. She has a beautiful daughter that's 13 years old. And her daughter, the story there is, two years ago, the school decided to socially transition her without her knowledge. So January actually was volunteer of the year at school a couple years ago. They knew her well. She was an active, involved, and liked parent. However, the school decided to have a closed-door meeting with her 13-year-old daughter, where her 13-year-old daughter signed a legal document with the district that said she was changing her name, her pronoun, she picked what bathroom to use, what locker room she wanted to change in, and where she wanted to sleep in overnight field trips. The most egregious part of those documents, and they are in school districts all around the country, every state, except Florida right now, because we passed a law, thanks to January's work. These documents, these policies, these procedural guides, they not only say, we're not going to tell your parents about this document you just signed. They say, when we speak to your parents, we're going to use your birth name, your birth pronoun. We're going to deceive your parents. But January is a warrior. So, I mean, imagine if your family is in that crisis. You're dealing with that with your children. You don't want to go public, but January did. She took it to the school district, and when they did nothing, she worked to get a state law passed, which has been signed by our governor to protect families in Florida from this ever happening again. 
We got our own map. This is some hope, too. Southern Poverty Law Center has their map. We've been around for two and a half years. We launched January 1st, 2021. The gold, the light, and all that darkness are Moms for Liberty chapters that have been launched. We now have almost 300 chapters in 45 states with, yep, with 120,000 active moms on the ground. Last year, our chapters endorsed in 500 school board races across the country. They won 275 of those seats, and I want to tell you, they did it without a dollar, not a single dollar. Yay that they did it, but if they had money, imagine what they really could have accomplished. The state of California Teachers Union put $2 million in those school board races alone. Look what we're up against. But these moms are warriors, they are fighting. What our chapters do, what they've started this year, is forming legislative committees. So if they're in a state and there's multiple chapters, they are now um, getting together, each chapter gets a vote, and they start supporting laws that are um, being proposed. They help work on the legislation, and they talk to legislators about their concerns and get bills sponsored about issues they're concerned about. This year alone, 24 laws, 24 bills have been signed into law so far in the country, in Florida, Indiana, South Carolina, Iowa, Kentucky, Virginia, and Oklahoma. And these bills protect families, protect children, stop gender ideology, allow parents to see curriculum from school districts that are stopping it, among other things. So let's give them a round of applause because that's a lot of work. We are at war, and parents are on the very front lines because our families are under attack. Once we lose the right to raise our children, once we lose the right to direct their upbringing, their medical care, their moral and religious upbringing, once we lose that right and the government has put themselves in between that, we're done. Our families are done. This country is done. And so that's where Moms for Liberty stands. Our mission is to save America by unifying, educating, and empowering parents to defend their parental rights at all levels of government. We do that at school districts because Tiffany and I, my co-founder, were former school board members. We've seen behind the education curtain. We know how this works, and so we're able to train all these parents on how to fight back. So my ask for you all today is we need you. And maybe it's not Moms for Liberty. Maybe it's another parental rights organization in your community. But you have to get involved in this issue. The children need you. Our country needs you. This is the final line of the sand of this war. So... I'm going to close on that. I'm going to tell you that we are thankful for, you saw the video that we opened, um, we opened with. None of those people were asked to say any of those things about us. We just went out on social and saw that people actually created videos supporting the parental rights movement. We saw that they were tweeting about the parental rights movement in defense. Those leaders in our country and many others who just maybe didn't put out something publicly are really taking a hard stand where we've drawn the line and they are going to stand with parents. They are going to protect parental rights, and they are going to do what it takes to save America. So I'm asking everyone in this room to use your time, your talent, or your treasure, whatever you've got, and get in this fight with us. Thank you. God bless this movement, and God bless our great country.